0: Hello, and welcome to the ETOF 2 on Sports Podcast for October 6th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 2 on Sports. Absolutely loaded. Phenomenal episode for you today. My boy Brandon's coming on. Brandon and I are going to look at this week's NASCAR race over in Charlotte at the old Row course. After that, my boy Jim is going to come on, and Jim and I are going to talk some CFL. Follow that up. Little DFS with my boy Nick and then batting cleanup this week is David, aka Better DP21. We're going to be handing out what our four best NFL bets are for the week five weekend. Wow, what a crazy week! Obviously, Bryce was on last week. We talked some NBA stuff. Um, holiday to the Celtics. What do I think? Oh shit. Oh shit. That's what I think. Got a point guard, defense, put him with white back there. Good solid defensive point guard. Uh, but what does that do for the scoring? You know, you have Porzingis, can you really trust Porzingis? Holiday hit or miss last year in the playoffs, don't get me wrong, hit some big shots for the Bucks when they won it. Um, you know, you got Tatum, you got Brown. You got Porzingis, you got Holiday, and you have White. Is that enough? Is that is that enough right now for the Celtics to win? Maybe. You look at the Bucs, you know, Bryce and I talked about them. Do they have enough? I think the East, I think all the teams in the East that can quote unquote make it to the NBA Finals are insanely top heavy. They really don't have some depth. So it's going to be interesting to see what those teams do to add on to the pieces they already have. If I had to make a choice, maybe I'm a homer, I'd pick the Bucks. I would definitely take the Bucs just because Giannis, Lillard, Middleton, Connington, Portis, the Lopez brothers, Jay Crowder. But I do think they needed to make a piece. Uh, I, I know they did add Cameron Payne. They do need to get a point, another shooter, then I'd be invested in them. Last night, the Thursday night football game. Uh, wow. Bears actually threw the ball down the field. But the thing that stood out for me was, was this, in terms of the game last night. Why aren't you doubling DJ Moore? 10 targets, 8 receptions, two hundred thirty 230 yards, 3 TDs. Where the flag fuck was the double team for DJ fucking Moore? Why aren't you rolling coverage to DJ Moore? You just look at it, Moore, Clement, and Tanyan were the only two, three people that had fucking receptions for the Bears. Bears did look good on the ra- ground. They did run for 178. But I'm going to say this. Del Rio, how do you have a job, bro? Del Rio should be gone for the commanders. That was an absolute putrid defensive effort for the commander's side. I, For the life of me, look, you try to get Robinson going early. You try to run the ball. But any game you have Sam Howell throw the ball 51 times, you're probably going to end up losing. And why are you throwing the ball to Logan Thomas so much? Logan Thomas, 11 targets, 9 receptions, 77 yards. You have Scary Terry McLaurin, wide receiver number one. Phenomenal matchup. Bears are bottom five DVOA, defending wide receiver ones. With Johnson and Jackson back there. Both those guys are out. Now you have rookies who can't fucking defend. And Kerry McLaurin, five targets, four receptions, 49 yards. That's fucking it. That is motherfucking it. Samuel Gibson and Thomas both had more targets than him. Logan Thomas had two times as many targets than him. You are not going to win any games if you're the Washington Commanders. Where Terry McLaurin is having that little of production and Sam Howell is winning the ball, throwing the ball 51 times. Look, this Commanders team has potential. It has insane potential with their defensive front, with the weapons they have offensively. Offensive line has played better, but you get a game like that, you're not going to win. And I was, I was jocking the enemy during my stream. I was hyping the enemy up. I was saying how much the Chiefs struggled with no B. Enemy, and then I see that fucking putrid of an offensive plan. Makes me rethink what is going on with my thoughts of Eric Bieniemy. But interesting game. Unfortunately, look, we hit our one bet. You know, Gibson over the twelve and a half yards receiving easy money. Thrive video came up short. Mooney four targets, zero receptions, and we had Sterry carry over the fifty nine and a half, only at forty nine and a half. Thrive is also doing this contest with uh, the people that market their their thing, their product. And 10 points, it's a huge scoring system. But if you get no props right, you get minus 50. So, of course, right off the bat, I'm at fucking minus 50 now in this fucking contest, which is fucking lovely. Big fucking loser I am. So, I'm going to have some stuff to make up. As always, any day there's an NFL game, I'll be making the videos for Thrive. Make sure to check that out. Download the Thrive app. Use promo code etoft 21 That way they know old Uncle Rico sent you. Like I said, we have an absolute phenomenal episode lined up for you today. Let's start it off, and let's talk some NASCAR. We have reached the part of the podcast where we're talking some NASCAR, and oh, my God, did we do it again. We didn't hit one bet. We hit two bets last weekend. My boy Brandon called Willie B. William Byron winning the race. I had Byron over Truex. Obviously, because it won the race to hit two winners for your people. I was a jackass, didn't tout it on online, and I apologize for that. I had some stuff going on, but we're back in it. Some nice winners. It's been a killer podcast. Hopefully, you guys have been taking along. Congrats to Brandon. Great hit. Bro, that's back to back. So we hit Byron and then we hit Blaney
1: last week.
0: Oh yeah, we hit we both had Blaney. Like, I'm we're so proud of it. back right now.
1: So we're back on that groove, bro. Like we, we've got bro. two we were in a row. At the we
0: both had Blaney. We both yeah, had Blaney. We both had Blaney. Yes. We both had Blaney. So fuck. That's my bad. We hit we had Byron two weeks ago. Then we hit Blaney last week. So that's yes. Wow. Dude. Yeah, Dude, dude No, dude, I, dude, I, I, I get it. I get
1: it. And for all of you listening, I get it. You're shocked. We've hit winners. Like we've kind of been on a dry streak for a while. We got it. Back to back. Yeah. Good cash so,
0: out. So we're, we're looking to continue it. I've got three bets. Brandon's got three, two as well, I believe. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on one. So technically four, but. So one of them. Yeah. So why don't you, why don't you say what your first bet is, my man? Chase Elliott, baby. I will be there all weekend.
1: Uh, I get there Saturday, probably 10 o'clock. Um, Chase Elliott all day. All day long. He hasn't won all year. This is his track. He's wrecked, gone to last, to first. This is his place. I'm hoping he can, as a fan, let me disclose that, I'm hoping he can just get a win, carry some momentum in the next year. And, yeah, Chase Elliott, 6-1. to That's all I got. The numbers speak for themselves because I know you're about to rattle some off.
0: I like him too. I, I got him at six to one. Won two of the last four races here has done well at Rogal street races this year. You mentioned that. I think the big, the big thing for him is he wants to get some momentum going into next year, looking to build the season's obviously been a disappointment, best average finish out of anyone at this track. This is one of his better tracks and it's a road course for as much as he struggled this year. He's still one of the better road course drivers. So six to one. I know he's the chalk, but you know, I'm going to take him. Yes. Yeah. What do
1: you want um, to so? let you go? Cause this is the one I'm going to probably agree I'm,
0: on. I'm, I'm going dinger here. Um, I think I got him at 16 to one off to double check that, um, he has won every single time he's raced here at Xfinity. Did you know that? Yes. Every single time he has raced here at Xfinity, he has won uh, road courses this year. He's got two top ten finishes. No, sorry, two top five finishes in road courses this year. And then for um, last eight road courses, he has six top tens. I really think that he just kind of gets lost in the mix when people yeah. realize how good he actually is at this stuff and oh man, I got him at 10 to one, my bad, 10 to one. So I, I got him at 10 to one. I think, I just kind of think people re- forget how good he actually is at all this stuff. So I'll take i uh, I'll take old uh, dinger at uh, 10 to one here. All
1: right. I will agree with you on that. I'm, I, I may or may not bet on him. So it could be a fourth, but I agree with the dinger road course guy. I'm going to jump down to another road course guy that I'm loving grab before qualifying christopher bell at 18 to 1 he has won in the chicago race until all that stuff went on mm-hmm. i like christopher bell 18 to 1 the kid is 22 points ahead of the cut line and i wouldn't be surprised if you see him out front early to try and get stage points to lock him into the next round and if you're out front in a road race you usually stay out front in a road race Period. that's the way the strategy works that's the, that's where you're gonna be so uh yeah I like Christopher bell
0: number 20 car at 18 to one. um I like that a lot I like that a lot I think Bell Bell's just kind of been sneaky good all year yes. you no know, he's just one of those guys he's just kind of been sneaky good all year now mind you mind you sorry he he's not due for elimination because
1: he's 20 22 points up ahead. But go back to last year, and he made it to the championship race by winning an elimination race in every single round to go to the next round. And here we are back in an elimination race. He's above the cut line. He knows what he needs to do, and he did it last
0: year. So that's why I like him. So I like that one a lot. My next one, I'm going to a top 10. Now, would you be now, can you believe you're getting plus money on this guy? I'm going to read you this. He's got back-to-back top 10 finishes here. Eight of his last nine road courses finished in the top 10. And the one time he didn't finish in the top 10, he finished 11th. So his last nine road courses, his worst finish is 11th at the Indy road course. 11th. Top 10 at every road course. This year,
1: what, what's he? What, what manufacturer is he? Is he a Chevy, a Ford? You'll never guess this guy. Never guess this guy. Oh, I feel so bad. You've got me off on this. What, what, you got to give me a hint. Like, we got to have some fun with this. Like,
0: well, I don't know what hit. Um, what color are blue and white? Hamlin, no, oh. blue and white. Busher, Chris Busher. What? Chris Busher, <laughs> dude. Ford Mustang. Chris Busher. Oh top my god! Um, he's a sneak, He's just one of these sneaky good road courseer guys. He may not win it, but he's going to be a top tenner. Oh my god! And what? That's hey,
1: pretty crazy, isn't it?
0: Yes. R- repeat.
1: What's the plus money on him?
0: Plus one fifteen just to finish top ten.
1: Oh, dude, all day. So add that. Add that to my pick list.
0: It just makes sense. I mean, he's just historically just there, dude. What uh those are my three. What uh what else have you left in your card, my man? Uh, I've got I've got uh
1: Danny Suarez 20 to 1. won like he you. won it Sonoma. Uh he hasn't really done a whole lot. Trackhouse has kind of been quiet for a while. Chastain needs to perform well. So if you're on the track house bandwagon, if you want to sprinkle some, Chastain's around 22 to 1 and I think he's like 19, 20 points below the cut line. And we know we saw what he did at Martinsville last year where he just rode the wall. So track like the roval, I can see Chastain doing something, but I like track house this weekend. Uh 99 Suarez, uh 20, 22 to 1 depending on what book. Uh I just think he's due for one. He's been quiet. You haven't heard his name, anything, and the guy can race on road courses. So, I like Suarez. Knock the pinata out when he wins.
0: Suarez, that's what I'm at. You like Suarez, not the okay. Now, do you have anyone else that you're liking?
1: If I had to do a long shot that we occasionally do and we've come through with them at sometimes, Chase Briscoe is forty to one. I like it. And in the Xfinity series, he did very well at road courses. He almost won an Indy a couple years ago until him and Hamlin got into it. So if I had to just sprinkle a little bit, I would uh, do Chase Briscoe as our long shot at
0: 41. Now, these go off on Saturday, and I apologize for being a shitty host. This is – we were asked by one of our loyal listeners – if we could do one of these. So I'm going to pull up the screen right now. And apologize to Brandon. Because this is all new to Brandon. Brandon Brandon didn't know this was coming. Oh man. I don't like when this happens. Brandon didn't know this was coming. And. Um, Prize picks. Now has starting positions for NASCAR. That you have to have in by Saturday. Um, just kind of looking at these. This is their starting position. So it's based on qualifying like an over under type thing yep over under starting position you know how many points they're gonna get what's their starting position um someone asked me is there any way we can put together a thing you can if there's two you could have as little as two as many as five just kind of looking here is there anything what we're looking at is Tyler. These are all starting positions. Riddick, two and a half. Elliot, five and a half. Larson, six and a half. Bell, six and a half. McDowell, six and a half. Suarez, seven and a half. Dinger, eight and a half. Kyle Bush, ten and a half. Logano, eleven and a half. Bowman, thirteen and a half. Any of these starting positions, do you like any of them? Do you see any value? Something you'd like to put?
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. If
1: I had to do like, Two, I do Chase 5.5 and Bell 6.5. And Bell 6.5, would you go over or under on these? Uh, Over or under, under 5.5, under
0: 6.5. I see them both starting in the top five. Okay, so the prize picks bet that Brandon would like would be under 6.5 for Bell and under 5.5 for Chase. Let's look at some of these NASCAR points. How many points will these guys generate? Um i I've, I've we both have Chase
1: winning, so I would absolutely say over 65 or 36 and a half
0: for sure. So here's here here, here it is. So it, this is basically their fantasy score. So it's differential. So like if they started 23rd and finished first, they get 23 points. If they started first and finished twenty third, it'd be minus twenty three. Um, fastest lap plus .45. Yep. Lap slide, plus a quarter. First place, uh, you know, forty five. So have- if you, go 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 back to that, Eric. Yeah.
1: So scroll down. If you're gonna bet yeah. the man, if you're gonna bet the man to finish in the top five, you've already yeah. won.
0: You've already won. So all because but we need 39 30 points. Points. The thing is, is we need to put two of these together. So that's, that's the thing while looking, while looking at this. Well, him and 30, him and him and bell hit all over again. So you would just go bell, bell, bell and chase all day. Just more and more, more and more. Oh, yeah. I wonder, Cause I, I don't, I don't really play around with this one. Ooh. Oh, no, does it separate them? No, so you could do a four-teamer.
1: Yes, there it is. Five
0: Hold. to one here. So, so the four-teamer you could do that plays out five to one would be Bell and Elliot to have Bell to have over 34.5 fantasy points, Elliot to have over 36 to have fantasy points. Elliot to start under five and a half and Bell to start under five and a half. Kind of a little fun thing. We'll start doing one of our listeners sent us in, asked if we could do this. So just kind of looking at it, you know, this is kind of so what Brandon and I like, you know, the real, more- quick, real yeah. quick, Eric, the best thing about this is, is if you put the qualifying
1: and the race together and you hit the qualifying, then you're only two picks away from cashing out. Yeah, If you fail at either qualifying, you lose that bet, but then you can still bet on the race points. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of that because it's like one of those doubles that, okay, I'm going to add this to it. If this happens, then I still carry on. If it doesn't happen, I can still make another bet.
0: So yeah. uh, I like so I, that. It, you know, this is something. This goes off the board. Um, Obviously, this will probably change. Obviously, the uh, – qualifying goes off the board on saturday this comes up on one at one you know what if prize picks has these up with brandon and i are recording you know what for the people you know we'll we'll do it for the people dude for the people brandon we'll do it dude. because we appreciate you guys listening brandon why don't you tell everyone where you can they can find you on social media and uh what happened at your nascar race and when uh when the when are those i-races my friend so uh
1: boston boy 83 uh instagram twitch and twitter Uh, i haven't told you yet but my company's making a nice cool backdrop with all of our sponsors your logo everything to be behind me on the sim uh we raced last night we won stage one finished second uh overall had a chance to take the lead at the end but tore the tires up too quick at iowa um i don't even know where we are next week uh, yeah, I'd be lying if I tried to even tell you, but, uh, we're going to be shifting gears a little bit. I'll tell you more about sponsorship. I've got stuff coming your way that we might be able to put on here, but, uh, we won't be racing on Wednesdays in the truck trucks in about four weeks. We're going to jump up to the cup car on Ooh. Tuesday on the Tuesday nights. All okay. right. Um, got a bunch of sponsors that want me in the cup car instead of the truck. And I'm trying to balance like work and all that stuff. So we're going to cancel Wednesday night after about four weeks from now. Jump over to the cup car on Monday nights or Tuesday nights. New paint scheme will be coming. Um, we are at schedule. Race to Iowa. We're at Las Vegas next Wednesday night, the 11th. But uh, yeah, felt good last night. Everything was a lot of fun. Um, I will be at the track this weekend. Possibly if me and you can figure it out Saturday or Sunday. Maybe we do something live after qualifying. Possibly adjust picks, depending on what your schedule is. You're a busy man, you're hard to lock down. So I get it. And uh I'm gonna end on this. Mac Jones is a bum. <laughs> you know, it's what? official. I-, I had to I- openly
0: admit that to you live on this stream. Mac Jones is a bum. You know what? It, it's, you know, I bet on him this for this weekend. Uh, Brandon's actually going to be this week's guest on the stream. So make sure that he talk to one sports show live live Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Make sure to check that Not out. Not
1: looking forward to it, but I am looking forward to it. Cause I'm about to get a lot of crap.
0: So, so uh, make sure to check that out. Make sure to give my boy Brandon a follow and uh, let's make some money. We'll talk next week. My friend. Good luck, everybody. Talk to you later. Make sure you give my boy Brandon a follow at It's Me Boston Boy83. Also, God, he's killing it in iRacing. What is it? Four races, five races, and now he's already promoted up to a cup car. Come on, you gotta make sure you give him a follow on the cup car racing. A lot of stuff going on with him. Now let's shift our attention over to some CFL. And let's welcome the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the best mustache in the game, XFL Jim to the show. We've reached the part of the podcast where we're talking CFL and who better to come on than the man, the myth, the legend, XFL, CFL, USFL, NSFL, X-League, Jim. Jim, how are you doing today, my man? Please let us not call it the NSFL, please. Dude, I think it would be an awful name. Um, Jim and I go in depth on Spring Fever, which is live every Wednesday night, about nine central. And we uh, talk when talking about this. Uh, Subject with the XFL and the USFL with a mergering uh, gym in 30 words or less. What is your thought?
2: It's either the best thing for spring football or the absolute worst thing for spring football. And we won't know until more information comes out. (laughs) They've been quiet. They've been real quiet.
0: We really have no idea what's happening. Um, we don't know what teams are playing. We don't know what these guys are going to do. And that's who I feel the most for these guys that are just kind of like, I'm in a holding pattern right now that some of them could have family. Some of them could have, you know, bills. Some of them could Yeah. Be like, what if the team, money. like, what if
2: you're on a team that folds? Like, what if you're on a team yeah. that they don't keep? If they only keep 12 or eight or 10 or whatever,
0: there's just so many uncertainties and it's unfair to the players, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about CFL. Um, obviously the playoffs are starting to take shape. There's only one playoff spot available in the West. Uh Saskatchewan Elks and that's it. Right. Is Calgary. Calgary Cal- has a shot. Calgary um, is still trucking. And
2: technically, technically Ottawa still has a shot based on the crossover rules of the CFL, but mm-hmm. like, Ottawa doesn't really have a shot.
0: Now, looking back at last week, team that disappointed you the most, team that surprised you the most? Oh,
2: okay. Let's. Um, I mean, Toronto surprised me with how decent they looked, even with their backups. Okay. Against a Winnipeg team who was still playing their stars. And, like, Winnipeg's still playing for something. So, like, they couldn't just give up that game and sleepwalk through it. So that was impressive. Okay. Um, Saskatchewan continues to disappoint me tremendously. Like I will just say every week they are perennial disappointment. Just because literally the I feel like the week after I said they were a sneaky good pick for a nice little playoff chaos team, they've just been awful and they continue to be not good. So disappointing in Saskatchewan. And I'll say this. Back-to-back weeks of Montreal playing bad teams. Guess what they do? They cover.
0: Yeah, That's all they do when they play When they play
2: shit, trash teams, Montreal covers. I swear.
0: Um, we're here now to dive in to week 18, I believe.
2: It is week 18, Eric. There are one, two, three. There's only four weeks
0: left. Week 18. And we have the Canadian Thanksgiving Day game this weekend between Ottawa and and Montreal, they're running it back. Obviously, there's no line for the Elks and Toronto. Both of us are big Elks fans. But I'm going to be honest, we don't know what's going to go on in Toronto. We don't know how many guys they are going to rest. We don't know if this is going to be like they're going to look at this like a de facto preseason game where guys could play a half, could get some other guys some run. So with all that being said, I just kind of want to chill out and kind of want to pass. So.
2: I no matter what the line's gonna be, I'm gonna pass on the game. I'm just gonna sit there and root for Edmonton. Honestly, in my opinion, I could see Toronto resting players and getting guys action up until week 20. I think week 20 that you'd start to see them bring guys back and kind of heat back up for the playoffs because they'll they'll play a couple games, they'll get a bye week, and yeah. then they'll they'll still have their first they'll have their playoff game.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I like that thought a lot. So we can't. So Jim and I are both going to sit out in that game. The next game we're going to shift our attention to is the battle for the West. However, wins this is going to have the pretty much have the top spot lined up. Um, and more importantly, get home field advantage and the buy. We have the BC lions hosting the Winnipeg blue bombers. BC laying one and a half over under 51 and a half. And it's kind of weird. When was the last time we saw the blue bombers as a dog?
2: Who last time we saw them as a dog was probably back in like the midseason when they were kind of having a weird rough stretch of it. Um, I think when they played Toronto back yeah. in the back in like the mid to early season, they might have been a dog. Otherwise, not too maybe like once or like two times the entire season.
0: I'm kinda of looking to pull it up right now. Team Info Teams, clicking that's on the top of my head, as a dog, time period, of season, um, they have yet to be a dog this year. At all. 0 this year as a dog. So that means they have yet to Holy be a dog. cow. So last year they were a dog in three games. I mean, kind of shocking, dude. You know what I mean? Like, do we take the team that's been to what? How many, how many great cups have they been to in a row? Oh, my God. At least four? Four? I mean, do we take the team that's been dominating the league being a dog against the team that I think's is ultra-talented but underachieves?
2: It's hard because I don't want to fade BC at home. BC is, like, actually good at home. But it's hard. Like, you don't get too many times in your life for you to take this Winnipeg team as a dog.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, for me, on games like this, and you and I talk about it all the time – where they're Jesus. playing for something, it's going to be tight. I'm always going to look to take the first half under. Uh, three, I know three
2: years in a row, by the
0: way. Three years in a row. Record. Okay. Of
2: making the Great Cup two for winning it. Because they canceled the 2020 season. But they were, guess what? They were on track to make it in 2022.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, so I would... I would play the first half under here um, on one sports book. It's at 24 and a half. I'd look, I'd look to go. I'd look to do that.
2: I like the first half under. I would maybe think about putting Winnipeg money line, just like it's, you don't get it very often. So I kind of like taking it when I can mm-hmm. also might be a cheeky little live bet. Total play where if it, if the live total dips below like 48, I might play the over. Cause I can see it getting a little pointy at the
0: end. Okay. Um, I do like your first half underplay, though. And if we could find more points first half, than more points second half than first half, I'd like that one, too. Yep. If Next play. On that. We are going to Saskatchewan, laying three and a half against the Hamiltats, over under 49. Saskatchewan has to win to get in. If they win, they're in. Actually, no. Because there's Calgary still has a weird
2: shot. So, even if they win... They're not necessarily in. So, if they win, Edmonton and Ottawa are out. That's the only thing that happens if Saskatchewan wins. Okay. Because Calgary uh-huh. still has, like, an outside shot of making it in. Now,
0: what what's your head here? Like, because Hamilton's already locked up. I always love kind of fading teams that are playing to try to make it. So, with that being said, I, I kind of want to fade Saskatchewan.
2: Hamilton still potentially playing for a home playoff spot. So still playing for something. So you can't take the fact that they made it so they're going to coast now. Mm -hmm. Rough Riders have been like kind of tanking and trailing, but this is also usually the time of year where Hamilton starts to look a little bit more decent in time for the playoffs. They like to be at least a little bit competitive on their journey to the playoffs that they usually make. I like Hamilton here. I like him plus the three and a half for sure. I like them on the money line, and I'm going to take the under 49 Whoa. in this
0: game, too. Jim, that's a three-piece right there.
2: Yeah, I'm going to bet all three-way on this game.
0: That's a tasty three-piecer.
2: Give it uh, to me. Give it, I'm, I'm, take me to KFC, baby.
0: Last game. Noon start in the central time zone. Canadian Thanksgiving Day game. Ottawa Redbacks going to Montreal. They're running it back. Red Blacks got boat raced last game. Now Montreal is laying six and a half against the Red Blacks and Crum, who both of us aren't a fan of. I want nothing to do with this game. I'd probably take the under because I think they're going to have a hard time scoring the Red Blacks. That'd be the only thing I'd do here.
2: It's Crum or Arbuckle. And maybe I would take like an Ottawa like team total under, but I like, if I went anything in this game, I'd take Montreal minus six and a half just because they haven't let me down for God knows, it feels like two seasons now of betting this Montreal team against bad teams. They just they do well. I'm not gonna touch it because I hate the back to back. But if I had any lean in this game, it would be Montreal minus six and a half.
0: I like it. I like it. Um so Jim likes Montreal um six and a half. He also likes the Tiger Cats plus the three and a half, the money line and the under. Mm-hmm. Um he definitely likes the plus plus money on the Winnipeg money line here with the BC Winnipeg game. You're damn right I do. The only thing I like is I just like that first half under this week, man. I just like Winnipeg and BC first half under. Tricky little week in the CF. They're
2: getting they're oh. getting trickier as the playoff, like as like the season kind of winds down. Yeah. you don't know what teams are gonna be like vying for those home spots versus teams like Toronto that already have everything kind of locked in place.
0: Yeah. And how much is Toronto going to be going through the motions and stuff like that? It's a weird um, week. Jim, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media and when the next cooking with Jim will be. Oh, you can find me everywhere at XFL, Jim, YouTube, Twitch,
2: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, cooking with Jim. I don't know. I'm, Next week, it's going to be coming. So, this week, we're going on a little trip. So, I'm not doing any cooking this th- this Thursday. But next week, I'm going to do a little cooking. So, October 12th, be on the lookout for some cooking with Jim. And a big, big video coming next week from the XFL Jim YouTube channel. Big, big video. Be I prepared like for next week.
0: I like it a lot, Jim. I think the recipe I sent you, I think that should be what you cook, buddy. So, I sent my you idea. that TikTok recipe. So, make sure to check that out. Give my boy, Jim, a follow. Hopefully, we can make you guys some money, and we'll talk next week, my friend. Let's do it. Please make sure to give my boy Jim a follow at XFLJim on everything on social media. Great dude. Knows his stuff. Insane in the football game. Has some great stuff coming out with the USFL and XFL merger. Now, let's shift our attention over to some fantasy football and talk some DFS. We have reached the part of the podcast where we're going to be talking some fantasy football, and who better to come on the Nick, aka at n a a fantasy on x. No, not Twitter. How are you, my man? Doing great, Eric. How are you doing? You know, pretty good, pretty good. Um, as it's weird how stuff can change from week to week. You know, last week I was feeling at the beginning of the week I was feeling good. I, you know, I, I had Montgomery in my in my captain spot. You know, made some money on Montgomery for the Thursday night game. You know, my chest was out a little bit.
3: <laughs> you know,
0: felt cocky going into Sunday. Oh, yeah, our streak of winning our cash day lineups came, came, unfortunately, came to an end. I went one and two in my season long fantasy stuff. So, last night, because we record on Friday, I actually. I had Kerry McLaurin in my captain spot, and I figured um, the Bears would take advantage. No, sorry, the Commanders would take advantage of a team with two rookies <laughs> that are bottom graded in PFF and go to Terry Gary Terry, but they insist on getting the ball to Ryan Robinson. So I am hoping this is a reverse from last week, and we can kind of get a little our mojo back, if you will, my friend.
3: Yeah, yeah. Last night, well, with Dick Butkus passing away. Uh, unfortunately, right before the game that kind of gave the uh, Bears a little bit more of a an incentive to win and play well, and uh, if you had DJ more in your captain spot, I mean... I know, I know. Sometimes it's, it's just pretty... Those things but, uh, I'll be honest,
0: like... Uh, the more and more that I watch football and like, look at these matchups and everything, more and more I think these Coordinators just try to fucking out outthink themselves. It's like the team sucks. Because like this this is my mindset, and I'm a coach. If someone sucks at something, you attack that.
3: Right. Attack a weakness. That's all you if do. If
0: someone sucks, <laughs> you attack a goddamn weakness. Yeah. And some of these coaches, I think they just oh well, we'll just do this. We had, we need to get Adam Thielen and Logan Thomas targets.
4: Like what? What? All
0: right. So moving on from my, me bitching. Um, those listening for the first time, this is what we do. We give you a quarterback, a running back, and a, and a wide receiver. You can build around. Basically, how this does, we start at the quarterback position, work our way down. We just kind of talk our talk our way through. You know, kind of see like who we like in each position. I, our goal at the quarterback position is to get someone that will score twenty points. Um, starting off. This week, obviously, the Vikings and the Chiefs are the big game on the board. Obviously, you have to like Mahomes. Hurts. My thing about Hurts is I don't like the footwork. I'm seeing it in the pocket. So I stayed away from him. Um, The next quarterback I I, I like on our list is I kind of like, you know, Anthony Richardson. You have the upside with the rushing, maybe able to get some rushing. Some rushing t- touchdowns. Kirk Cousins, flip side of him from the uh, Chiefs. That game's going to be high scoring. Basically, he's going to be throwing the ball. Want to look to get a piece in that game. And then we got Joe Burrow. Obviously, he's got his arm thing. You know, what's going on with Joey football? Um, is he going to be able to throw the ball? Cards have struggled. Stafford got us our 20, but he didn't have the touchdowns. That's what That's what hurt us last week. Stafford, he got our 20 points, and they have the touchdowns. We got Russell Wilson, who's looked good against the Jets. Those are the guys, that's kind of where my head is. Where's your head at?
3: Yeah, I mean, Stafford last week we got unlucky with. I mean, he he was tearing it up in the first half. They were dominating the game, but they just gave it to Kyron Williams at the goal line instead of throwing the ball. So, uh, unlucky, but. Anyway, uh, Mahomes for me, I mean, obviously against the Vikings trash defense, um, he's obviously a play there. He's 8,200, not too bad, but a little, little expensive. Um, you know, I'm also in, uh, I was in on Tua, but now I'm looking at the weather and, uh, it's going to be raining there. So I think they're going to run the ball more. So I'm, I'm going to drop him off my list. Um, I'm in on Richardson as well. I think the rushing upside and the um, Titans are bad against wide receiver ones um, and bad against the pass in general. So I think uh, I think Richardson, if he he should throw more in this game. Uh, like week one, I think he had 37 pass attempts. I'd like to see more around 30, 35 pass attempts from him this game. And then I think he can pull up a, a good number. Burrow is there as well, but I'm still worried about him. He's got a good matchup. But I'm just, I just can't, I'm waiting for that week where he just goes off, but yeah. I'm still waiting. Um, Cousins, obviously against the Chiefs, he needs to he needs to put up some points. Um, so he'll be throwing the ball around a lot there. And then uh, CJ Stroud, I mean, he's been, they just keep talking him up every week and he just keeps delivering. <laughs> so I think, uh, again, Stroud can put up some good numbers this week. Um, and we'll see. Those are so my guys.
0: I'm going to, my thing with Stroud is this is I don't like taking guys when they're at their highest point. And I kind of feel – look, I like this Texas team a lot. I'm investing their over win total. I thought they are going to be better. But I kind of feel like this is the part of their schedule where they'll hit a, hit a hiccup this week. Because you have the them coming in on a two-game winning streak. The Falcons coming in on a two-game losing streak. I don't know. I I think this is the game we see Stroud come back to reality.
3: Yeah, and I could I could see that too because the you know what the Falcons are going to do? They're going to run the football and they're going to keep Stroud off the field as much as they can. Um now so,
0: All right, so let's 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 ask Stroud.
3: Now I'm looking uh, at Richardson's
0: game log. Yeah. He's and, got two concussions this year. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and I can't laugh. I know
3: that was awful. I apologize. But he's like know, the two of last year.
0: Yeah, I know. But we gotta keep this in consideration. Is he gonna make it through the game? I don't want to I don't want to have a quarterback him sitting on 15 points in the second quarter and then he gets knocked out because he took a hit a hit.
3: Or oh. or it's like last week where they were getting shellacked by the Rams and he had like no points in the first half and then he gets injured. Let's say he yeah. goes out with another concussion and then you have zero points, you know, that could easily happen too. Cause so, he didn't put up his points until like late in the game when they were yeah. trying to come back.
0: So that's Ax Richardson. Yeah.
3: And um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go with Burrow just cause I'm still it's too much to of a gamble right now. He's getting – He said they say he's feeling better, but I'm still not – If uh, there
0: is sold. a week he's going to go off, this is the week. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, like
3: – I said I said that last week, possibly against Tennessee, and they put up three points. Nah, <laughs> so. dude.
0: Rable's, Rable's an OG, dude. Rable, Rable
3: right. just rolls out of
0: that court, dude. He smokes a cigarette. Rable, those are the – game. like, Rable will lose to the Colts this weekend. There's no way in hell he's losing to the freaking the, – the Bengals. But <laughs> – but I, it's one of those things it's like floor and ceiling yeah burl's floor is insanely low and his ceiling's insanely high we just yeah. don't know what the hell we're going to get so the yeah. risk to reward stuff in this cash games like what we're doing right now we want to lock it in we want to we want to get somebody that has some good value so yep that leaves us with mahomes reacts to it because of the weather yeah. Basically, Mahomes and Cousins, and you don't like Russell Wilson because he's you don't like Russell Wilson, so we'll take him off. What about Stafford? You don't you're not feeling him.
3: I'm I'm mad at Stafford uh, okay. after last week. Uh, I just I'm I'm gonna hold a grudge for now. But I, yeah, I'm not. I think I actually think that game is actually going to be a sleeper, low scoring game. Okay. The the eagle the Eagles and Rams. So okay. Um, I think it's going to be more like a gut out kind of playoff type game. So okay. I'm I'm more interested in the over under of the, or the over of the Chiefs and Vikings game, and that's why I like I'm liking Cousins and Mahomes. Um, but I think we can get more we can open up our lineup more if we go with Cousins.
0: Exactly. Just because, but if we open it up with Cousins. Because Cousins is 6,900. 16, he's a, they upped this price, though. Still like it, though. I mean, it's either Cousins at 69 or Burrow at 82. We'll take Cousins at 82. So we'll take Cousins at 69. Yeah. So there you go. So we're going to go Cousins. And I mean, look, I'm looking at it
3: right now. I mean, Cousins was 7,100 last week. So, they they dropped him down a little bit because his game wasn't great last week. So, we're getting a little bit of value. And he's going to have to throw the ball against KC to keep up. Because KC's going to score, you know. (laughs) This isn't going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah. Especially against the Vikings, just god-awful defense.
0: Yeah, they're going to be forced to throw the ball. I mean, looking at it right now, you know, he only he scored over twenty points. Two of the four. He's coming off an eleven point six performance. Who did they play last week? I'm spacing up the top. Carolina, right. they Carolina. Carolina sloppy game. Now you're indoors, and a team that's going to like to throw, you're going to have to throw. Both these teams are secondary issues. Yeah, it just makes sense. Um, you know, let's put it in. We'll go, Kurti Cousins uh, at sixty nine hundred at the quarterback position. Running back position. Um, running back this week uh i obviously i like Brees hall i think i think the whole jets offense even if aaron Rodgers there should be running through hall i think that's how good he is broncos we saw how bad they are against the run um to yeah. so take advantage of it but you still have delvin cook there that's my one worrying point steelers have struggled running the ball all year they got it right against the texans texans are just as bad Defending the run. And oh my God, who do you play this week? You play the Atlanta Falcons and Bijan Robinson, who's Mr. 100 yards. Bijan has just been an absolute monster. I'm pulling up right now. Bijan in season long fantasy in full point PPR. He had, he, you know, averaging 17.6, he's running back six. You know he's be he's behind Kenneth Walker, Devon Aiken, but look, Aikens is kind of a skewed because he has a, that fifty-one yeah. point. Yeah, uh, Kyron Williams who has a twenty-two seven points. Mozart, who has a forty-five point and McCaffrey is forty-eight. So I think I think when time gets at good at the end of the year, Bijan's going to be right up there. Uh, Derek Henry, now look, dude, you know he plays the Colts. They're going to lean on this run game a lot. Uh, historically does well there. David Montgomery, who's getting all the carries in Detroit at the goal line. Alpha back there by far. Um, And Carolina does struggle against the run. They give up most... I'm looking at it right now. Carolina gives up the...
3: They've given up six rushing touchdowns. And it was two a week until last week when Madison decided to not get in the end zone. But...
0: The uh, oh, Panthers. Panthers give up the fifth most points per game to opposing uh, to opposing running backs. Uh, look, you got Joe Mixon against the Cardinals, who gave up the second most points. Yeah. To opposing running backs. But that's a little skewed with it with the game that McCaffrey had. H and always James Conner, a low budget option in my eyes just because the Bengals are batting against the run this year. Stevenson, Stevenson's going to go off. Like, the one thing, I did this exercise, Nick, where I was looking back at top fantasy football scores and where they were through four weeks and where they finished. Stevenson wasn't even in the top 30 last year at this time. Finishes RB8. So I think (laughs) we're doing for a good Stevenson game. And I think you can run on the Chiefs, so I kind of like Madison too, where what about you? Where's your head at?
3: Yeah, I love Bijan Robinson this week. Um, you know, he's he's gone over twenty points three out of four games to start the season in, in DraftKings DFS scoring. Um, he's he's got at least four catches a game out of the backfield as well. Um, so I like I like him against the. Uh, The run defense against – or Houston's run defense is definitely not great. Uh, I like Derrick Henry as well. If you look at Derrick Henry's last five games against the Colts, he's had 27, 28, 28, 22, and 30 carries. And only one of those times he didn't go over 100 yards. So I like Derrick Henry to get the ball a lot like that in those games against the Colts. Montgomery, three touchdowns last week like we said earlier Carolina's given up six rushing touchdowns to running backs it was two a game until last week i think Montgomery's going to get in the end zone at least once this week against carolina i uh, like joe mixon too against cardinals uh kamara's a possibility uh you know last week he had 13 receptions which yes it was only for 33 yards (laughs) but he had 13 receptions and in dfs DraftKings full ppr that got you 13 extra points so you know he's he's definitely something to look at too i like Mostert and and achen uh because i think miami is going to run the ball a lot in the rain uh against the giants i like james connor's a sneaky play as well because he's the only guy there and I think he can—he's for sure going to get twenty plus carries. And then I also I like Brees Hall as well because the Denver run run defense makes everybody look good. <laughs> but you're right—the Jets the, the Jets offense should be running through Brees Hall. I don't yeah. understand why they're trying to lean so much on Zach Wilson throwing the ball around. They need to get the ground game going.
0: <laughs> no. I'm not a Camaro uh, this week. I it's outdoor game like if they're at home, I get it, but car, car just struggles on the road. Um, yeah, fair. Brees Hall, I'm looking at this article right now on the screen saying he says like he wants he's not a snap count, but Dalvin Cook's still going to play a role. So I don't know why they don't give Brees Hall the ball more. I unfortunately, until it, I see it happen. We gotta we gotta pull him off. Yeah. Um Connor. My worry about Connor is the game flow. Now I know he's the only back in town, but if Joe Burrow does well and he gets out to an early league, how much is Connor really gonna be carrying the ball? I don't think he's because he doesn't factor that much in the passing game.
3: Yeah, true. If if yeah. If uh, if Burrow wakes up <laughs> and gets some going finally, I mean now with H and I kind of feel like I'm late to the game.
0: Yeah, I feel like one of these games is going to shit the bed, and I don't want to be, I don't want
3: him that game. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be last week. it's <laughs> so yeah, I, so I kept then him then on my he, bench again and got hurt. Maybe it's gonna be his,
0: <laughs> I kept him on the bench too in one of them. Maybe it'll be. His, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip out on H Yeah. Joe Mixon, you know, when's it they get down? Why is it Burrow can't throw the ball down the field? Montgomery, my worry about Montgomery is we're playing him after he goes off, after he has that big-ass effing game, and he's just going to be overowned because of that. And let's face it, with how bad the Panthers' defense is, maybe it is somebody else. Maybe it is a little bit of a deeper touchdown, you know what I mean, a longer touchdown if you will. Henry's interesting out of the backfield. <laughs> maybe, maybe they actually use Gibbs. Henry's interesting. But again, like I gotta see it after a couple of weeks because this he's not playing as much as he did in years past. I just kind of feel that with how the Texans need to win this game. No, sorry, the Falcons need to win this game. They're gonna lean so heavily on the run, it's not even gonna be funny. And they probably run Bijan into the ground. So with that being said, I kind of like Bijan Robinson the most.
3: Yeah, I agree. I I'm like I said, I'm totally in on Bijan. They need to run him into the ground against and keep Stroud off the field. So,
4: so let's
0: put in Bijan robinson at 7700 now we're going to go down to the running back position running backs now sorry wide receiver position now the thing with the wide receivers is this i put my guys in now obviously there could be a guy that we have to you know um bench and unfortunately my first guy is who Justin Jefferson. And we're not going to use Justin Jefferson. The reason we're not going to use Justin Jefferson is because we have Kirk Cousins. We already have his position points, positional points coming that way. I I don't like in in tournaments. I get it. But in a game like this cash game, you can't do that. Tyreek Hill, but you mentioned the weather. Chase, the arm. Waddle, the weather. Pittman, Pittman is having an absolute phenomenal, I mean, phenomenal season right now. He, you know, 23, 13, 16, four and a half, a little bit of a down weekend. And the crazy thing is, is when you look at his game log, 11 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets, five targets against, Mm -hmm. against the Rams, Rams kind of shut him down a little bit. Titan's secondary yeah. is insanely weak. I think Pittman's interesting. Garrett Wilson. My one thing about Garrett Wilson, though, is he does draw Mathis. Not sorry. Packers. Yeah. That means Mathis is going to be on Allen Lazard. So maybe we look at Allen Lazard. Tyler Boyd. Higgins has a broken rib. Even if he plays, I don't think he's going to play that much. Terrence Marshall. Great game last week. It looks like they're finally starting to use him, but Bryce Young is your quarterback. And my deep, deep sleeper guy is somebody that will get on the opposite side of the ball from the Chiefs because the Vikings give up an absolute insane 51.9 points per game to opposing wide receivers. Yeah. Rice, he'll be matched up against Murphy from the Vikings, rated 94th out of 100. And DB is, he leads the Chiefs in targets for wide receivers. So I kind of like him. What say you, my friend?
3: Yeah, I'm out on Jefferson because we have Cousins. Uh, he's also way too expensive, 9400 Like you're selling the farm on that one. Uh, Tyree Kill, I'm out because of the weather. Waddle out because of the weather. Pittman Jr. I also like. Titans are League worst or second worst against wide receiver ones. Hoping that Richardson throws the ball more this week. I like Pittman. I mean, he is getting 11, 12 targets a game. Um, Wilson, just like you said, he's got a good matchup, but, if, but he's going to draw. I mean, overall, the defense, Denver's defense, is a good matchup, but certain is a problem, and I'm going to stay away from Wilson because of that. Uh, Zay Flowers, uh, for only because of DraftKings DFS PPR, I like Flowers. Um, Pittsburgh is thirtieth; it gives up the thirtieth most points, or is thirtieth ranked thirtieth against wide receivers. So, good matchup for Flowers. I think it's going to be a tight game. They're going to throw a lot of short passes. So I think Flowers can get a lot in PPR. Um, I do like 2-2 Atwell as well, because I feel like this whole thing with Cup possibly coming back, well, I guess he is going to come back now. Um, They're saying he's going to play. There's going to be a lot of attention at Puka and at Cup, and then Atwell might get forgotten about. (laughs) Might get some good plays there. Uh, Tank Dell is another one could be a couple of big plays if stroud can stay on the field (laughs) and then um tyler boyd i like tyler boyd as well with higgins being um, injured uh another one is jameson williams if saint brown doesn't play Uh, i think he could be a sneaky low budget play coming off of that suspension but that's kind of a gamble there and then I'm also on Rishi Rice as well because he is the second most targeted player on the Chiefs behind Kelsey. And he has a great matchup against the leaky Vikings uh, secondary. So. Okay. so, And he's only 3,600 which is crazy low but could be a very sneaky sleeper pick there. Uh
0: so we're going to cross out. We both have Jefferson. We're going to cross him out. Yeah. Let's, let's cross out Waddle and Hill because of the possible weather.
3: Yeah. No Wilson. Wilson.
0: Let's cross out Wilson because of, um, uh, what's his face? Certain. Yeah. I just can't get there with two. My thing with this is with these wide receivers like, like at well you got to look how much what his ceiling is yeah so he could could he get a touchdown yeah but he's only getting four to five targets and if he doesn't get it those four to five targets nothing's gonna happen
3: he's a yeah he's a boomer bust guy and stafford's not throwing touchdowns this year so far i mean he's got what three touchdown passes on the year yeah it's yeah we had a yeah i would look away from that as well It's a gamble, boomer, bust play.
0: (laughs) And then you got Tink Dell. Look, I love Tink Dell. I think he's great, but I don't think this is the spot to play him. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the Falcons are going to be lights out. Boyd, I'm interested in Boyd. But how much are they going to shoot Higgins up? You know what I mean? Because Higgins right now, Higgins, as far as we know, right now when we're recording this on Friday, Higgins is going to be playing. And we don't want Boyd unless Higgins is out. That's yes, the thing.
3: correct, correct. Because um, Boyd will be nothing if uh, Higgins is in. My thing about
0: Jamison Williams, if Saint Brown doesn't play, first game back, and he's also had a hamstring injury.
3: Yeah, but going to be hyped up to play again, though.
0: I like I, I like Rasheed Rice, just for the simple fact. That I think it's gonna be an insanely heavy dosage of passing. I don't think they're they haven't they haven't been running the ball that much at all. Yeah. Um Vikings give up the most points per game to opposing running back wide receivers, excuse me. Second on the team in targets, he's starting to get red zone targets. I think everyone's gonna use Kelsey. I think that we want a piece of this game, but we want lower budget guys, and I think we got two lower budget guys. So I kind of like putting Rasheed Rice in this.
3: Yeah, I like it too. I mean, like you said, the DB is ranked 94 out of 100, uh, matching up against Rice. And yeah, people are going to go after Kelsey, but Kelsey is 7600, and the Vikings are actually not that bad against the tight end. Against yeah, but wide I mean- receivers, they are what, 30, they're their last in the league or one of yeah. the last in the league, you know? So I'm, I'm not, I'm really not excited about paying up for Kelsey in this situation. I think the low budget guy, I know Mahomes spreads the ball around, mm-hmm. but if Rasheed Rice gets five catches, but one of them is like, you know, a 50 yard touchdown or something like that, like he breaks through, you know, you've got so much value out of somebody you only paid $3,600 for. <laughs> and you ready to get blown away? Yeah. Rice leads the
0: Chiefs and red zone targets. Bam. There you go. So we're going to go Rasheed Rice. We are, this is a low budget play down that I, you know what? This is great. And this is why I like doing this with Nick because we're not here to, we're not selling to take Mahomes, Cousins, and Devontae Adams you know, where, and I know Devontae's playing, um, whatever big AJ Brown, where we have Bijan, who's a higher price guy, but we have two guys and cousins of rice that could be a little bit under the radar that leaves you with 31,800, an average of eight, uh, an average of 5,300 per person to give So I really like that. Um, now we're going to do is now we're going to switch over to our start sits. As always, just DM me on any platform with your start sits. First one, A.J. Dillon or Delvin Cook? Uh,
3: you know, they obviously they both have great matchups. Um, but with Aaron Jones still limited in practice, I think Dillon's going to get more work than Cook will. So I'm going with Dillon uh, Cook. I mean, they're saying that Brees Hall's not on the snap count anymore. So I, I really think they're going to give Brees Hall the ball a lot more. He's going to get 15 to 20 carries, and Dalvin Cook's not going to get as many. I like, I like the more opportunities that Dylan's going to have.
0: Okay. Jalen Warren or Tyler Algier?
3: <laughs> you know, they're both getting seven to eight carries a game right now, but I'm going to go with Algier. Uh, as Houston is giving up an 83% catch rate to running backs and 25.3 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs in DraftKings scoring.
0: Okay, so it could be a little factor in the passing game. Uh, Cam Akers, Chuba Hubbard.
3: I'm going to go with Hubbard. Sanders has been pretty lackluster so far this year. Uh, You know, and he should see more snaps this week with Sanders being questionable and limited in practice. So I'll say Hubbard this week.
0: Tank Dell or Rasheed Rice?
3: As we just talked about, I like both these guys, but we're going to go with Rasheed Rice on this one. Um, You know, he's got the better matchup against the Vikings defense. That's giving up a 79% catch rate to opposing wide receivers and 51.9% fantasy points per game in DraftKings scoring, which is league worst.
0: <laughs> Marvin Mims
3: or Calvin Austin? And you're going deep on this one. Uh I'm going with Calvin Austin because Deontay Johnson is still out and he should be and he is seeing a lot of the field. Calvin Austin is. So Austin played in 73% of the team's offensive snaps against Las Vegas. The week before he had the same about 73% of the offensive snaps. So he's seeing more than double the field that Mims is right now. Mims only played 35% of the snaps last week, which was his highest mark of the season. Mm-hmm. Al Lazard or Tank Bisby? Actually, as you mentioned earlier, you know, Lazard's got that great matchup this week um, against the banged up awful Denver defense. Uh, you know, he's not going to draw Sertain. So, you know, Denver, I mean, their defense made everybody look good on the bears last week. So Surtain's going to be moving all around, but mostly shadowing Wilson probably the whole game. So I would look to Lazard to have a great, great game here. I like okay. him over Bigsby.
0: I like, I like Lazard a lot. I think he's kind of in a sneaky good spot. I think he's going to kind of be overlooked. You know what I mean? Like, People look to go to Garrett Wilson. People look to go to, um, oh my god, I'm just Brees Hall. So I yeah. think uh, I think he's a little bit overlooked. Um, as always, anytime you have any, 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 oh my god, dude! Breaking news! Breaking news! Oh, the rich have gotten richer. The Broncos are oh, trading Randy Gregory to the 49ers.
3: What? <laughs> oh
0: my God. Jesus. Breaking oh. news. The rich. And that's gonna affect. I mean, look, I mean 49ers are good. I mean, like <laughs> Yeah, they are correct. Um they're the most complete team right now breaking news sorry to interrupt nick i'd like to thank you for coming on sharing your um you know sharing your uh your wisdom and everything uh for those listening nick is going to be taking a uh, couple week break for a little bit uh going on vacation for a little bit but he will be back probably november december if i had to guess and uh he'll be he'll be sharing his intel but make sure you give him a follow because he'll be xing or tweeting or posting however, however you say it some fantasy football thoughts, Nick. I'd like to thank you for all your hard work, and uh, you know when you get back in the game, I look forward to uh, picking this back up with you, my man.
3: Yep, sounds good. Looks for look looking forward to it, and uh, let's get let's get back in the win column this weekend.
0: Let's make some money, man. We'll talk to you soon, dude. Make sure you give my boy Nick a follow at NAA Fantasy. He's going to be away for a little bit, but uh, he'll come back when the time is right. Now let's shift our attention over to some NFL betting, and let's welcome David, aka Better DP Twenty One, to the show. We've reached the part of the podcast where we're talking NFL betting, and who better to come on than David, aka Better DP Twenty One on social media? David, how you doing today, my man?
4: Doing well, man. It's Friday. Looking forward to uh, to weekend and cashing some more tickets together. Um, you know, looking forward to my bills running it up again on another team just overseas.
0: So the big question is, you know, you are a Bills fan. Yep. That game is gonna start at 7:30 a.m. Sunday. You gonna make it up? Are you are you gonna be oh, up in
4: time? I will be up. <laughs> Little French toast in the Bills to start your day. <laughs> I will be up bright and early for that one. Um, I already got my neighbor around the block who's also a Bills fan. We're okay. we got a whole we got a whole game plan for that morning. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll be set. All right.
0: Um we went one and one. Uh, we both went one and one last week. Um, my player prop didn't hit. I thought it was gonna be a Jameis Winston. Everything I read said Jameis Winston was playing, right. and then uh limp arm Derek Carstroll's out there, and uh Kamara has 13 receptions for 33 yards. So uh didn't miss. I missed that one, but my boy Vrabel
4: hit the two and a half. Uh so I went one and one. How did you do last weekend, my friend? Also, one and one. You know, Philly didn't show up in the first half for us, but, uh, you know, of course they win the game, but they didn't cover, I don't think, either on that one. And then, you know, Buffalo absolutely blew up Miami. Um, You know, so that was was a very safe minus three for everybody last week, you know, going in, coming out of that one together. So, uh, one and one as well, two and two myself overall over these past two weeks on the show. So, Splitting down the middle, hoping to sweep this weekend.
0: Yeah, uh, two and two as well. Hopefully, we can get something going. Those listening for the first time, this is how it goes. David gives a first half side. I give a player prop. David gets a full game side. I give a full game slide. Excuse me. David, as always, you kick off. What is your first bet for week five?
4: Yeah, so first bet that I am looking at here is actually – chiefs vikings uh first half uh i really like the minus three for the chiefs here so <clears throat> taking chiefs on the road minus three first half i got them you know just from an overall offensive and defensive perspective they're they're better than minnesota um right like their rushing offense and passing offense are ranked in the top 10 number 11 number seven respectfully and then You know, on the defensive side, their passing defense is number ten, and really, that is all Minnesota has available to themselves right now. Their rushing game is non-existent; they're they're really not there. It's a extension of the pass, and I really like Kansas City to kind of just clamp down that defense um, and you know keep it right there. But um, you know, between their first half and overall game, this is the better edge for KC. Um, You know, I I like to make fun of KC a little bit because you're usually you know, last year, they they just they had have, they have that brand, right? You got to just kind of watch out for those teams that have the brand name that the public's going to chase to cover some plays here. But I actually got them winning this first half by better than a touchdown. I got my line at minus seven and a half. So we do have a four and a half point edge advantage over the book right now at the minus three. So I do find this to be a very big benefit to ourselves at getting in early on this uh, minus three first half line.
0: Yeah, um, I like it. I think the big thing is the Vikings defense sucks. Yep, it is really, really bad, and uh, that's gonna segue me. That's gonna segue me into the player prop. I'm gonna go into, but just to piggyback your thing, I think the big X factor in this game, and everyone's gonna be caught up in the in the offenses. Chris Jones, mm-hmm. this dude's a wrecking ball. Yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings offensive line. I have in my weekly rankings toward the bottom. I think he's going to be able to create create havoc. Cousins really does struggle when he's um facing pressure. I just I I just I just think that this is a game that you're going to look up and it's going to be Mahomes drives down gets a quick touchdown. Yep. Uh quick 3 and out or sack fumble or like interception, like something that turned, you know what I mean? Like one of those mm-hmm. quick, quick three and out by, by Minnesota sack fumble or pick. And then a quick store and KC is going to be up 14, nothing in like the first four or five minutes of the game. Like in my yeah. head, the way I have playing this out, I think that's how it happens. And then Kurt starts pressing and the floodgates just start opening up.
4: I mean, right. And Minnesota has been more of a second half team than they have yeah. first half team. You know, so I, I really love even I really love getting this number at minus three. It's a very safe number, you know, four KC. Even, you know, if they only won the half by field goal is an easy push for us. But, you know, I really see them beating this number really well uh, going in because they they've been explosive out the gate, you know, when it comes to the first half.
0: My player prop is actually in that game. And I'm going to the player that's second in targets for the Chiefs and shockingly leads the chiefs in red zone targets. Rashid Rice over 30 and a half yards receiving. Vikings give up the third most yards receiving per game to opposing wide receivers. Rice's usage and routes ran have increased each game. He's gone over this the last two, plus he's going to be matched up against Murphy per pff. Murphy's DB 94 out of 107 graded. Oh, Rice has an absolute phenomenal matchup, and he's just starting to get that connection, get that bond with Mahomes. Look, you're obviously going to take Kelsey away. I think this is a great spot for Rice, so I'm going to take him over the 30 and a half receiving yards as my player prop. So uh, hopefully, so hopefully, what happens? 32 yard touchdown to uh, Mahomes to go up 20, from Mahomes to Rice to go up 21 nothing and uh, boom, we're good in the, first, in the first half. That's what we're rooting for. That's
4: hit both of ours right there, one game.
0: Wham, bam, thank you, man. Um, next game, full side. David, where
4: are you going, my man? All right, full side, we're going back across the pond. We're going to go support the Buffalo Bills again. Um, you know, the minus five and a half. Really like this uh, bet here because I actually think Buffalo is going to win this game by more than two scores. Uh, my model is predicting this, you know, upwards of a minus 10 line uh, for Buffalo. So definitely, you know, think they win by more than a touchdown here. You know, again, Deboa rankings, uh, Buffalo is all over the top 10, just as they were last week going into Miami, you know, passing defense, uh, rushing defense, uh, number two and 11, respective, respectively. Um Passing offense, rushing offense, three and eight. Jacksonville on the other side, they're having to go back. You know this. I don't know if they, I don't, I don't know if they actually traveled back or not. Um, I don't they know if you stayed. know that they stayed. They okay. stayed because the funny. This is the I funny figured, thing. I figured that would be the case with jet lag, right? Because this, this is the funny thing, and
0: they had to switch hotels because the Bills booked that hotel before that, so they had <laughs> to play the game, and then they had to get all their stuff out and
4: then move to
0: a different uh different hotel.
4: Right. Yeah. So, you know, that being said, that's, that's kind of funny we got to give them the boot. <laughs> but uh yeah, Jacksonville on the opposite end. I mean, their their greatest strength is their rushing defense. Outside of that, they are middle of the pack team across the board here. Um, you know, 15, 16, 22 when it comes to all their passing and rushing offensive. Um, you know, areas, 15 passing defense. I mean, we're, we're talking literally middle of the pack of a team here. Um, and, you know, Buffalo just faced a team such as Miami that was more than, you know, easily a top 10 team, uh, you know, coming in the league. So, you know, I, I really like Buffalo's defense to shut down the Jacksonville overseas. Really like, you know, Josh and them to, you know, just – Keep playing mistake free football. You know, after week one, they have done that and they've controlled the ball. They've controlled the line of scrimmage. They've absolutely taken their opponents out. And I really think, you know, that they're going to find a passing, you know, the passing attack to really be an extension of the run in this game for themselves against Jacksonville to be able to take advantage and get on the board early. So, you know, really like where we have an edge here as well. It's a four-point edge. It's right, you know, four or five-point edge. It's right where my margin comes to when I'm determining these plays. But, you know, I'm predicting, you know, minus 10. This line's minus five and a half. So, you know, it really gives us that uh, edge over the book going into this line and uh, and for the weekend. Also,
0: who in the Jacksonville... Back four is going to be able to cover Diggs and Gabe Davis. We've seen Gabe kind of emerged with from that high ankle sprain from last year. So even if you roll the coverage to Diggs, I really don't think they have anyone in the back four that can take care of D- Gabe, Gabe Davis. And Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Jesus, learn to talk. Jacksonville's can't create pressure to make Allen uncomfortable. Von Miller could be coming back. Uh the rookie, Andrew Harrison that is going to be switching now so what's been going on in um jacksonville is rookie andrew harrison had been on the left side and walter little has been on the right side now with cam robinson coming back from suspension they're going to switch so you have a rookie that's been awful switching now positions what could go wrong (laughs) What, what could go wrong um and you have Von Miller coming back, so I I like this one too. I think I I like the Bills here too. I, I like I like the spot for the Bills. Um,
4: Let's go ne- Buffalo. My,
0: my next one, and this is grimy, but to me, I'm telling you, man, I look I look at the NFL like stocks, and right now, all I'm hearing, now don't get me wrong, I have C, I'm heavily invested in CJ Stroud to be rookie of the year, sure. But I made that bet after he was drafted. What I got him at, like I think six, seven to one. Sure. I said before I went to the draft that C.J. Stroud was the best quarterback in this class. So this was this was way back when when everyone was hating on him. Right. Now everyone has anointed him. He is the fantasy football player you need to have. This Texas team could be a dark horse to make the playoffs. Don't get it twisted. I have him over six and a half wins. But this is like the highest point of them. This is like at their all-time high. End of the day, they can't stop the run. If you look at the Steelers, who they played last week, Steelers couldn't rush the ball at all. And now the Steelers were able to move the ball on them. Now you're going on the road to face the Atlanta Falcons. Texans are 29th DVOA defending the run. This is just a B. John Robinson game for me. You're going to turn around, hand off to Bijan. Turn around, hand off to Bijan. Turn around. Oh, Tyler Ajir, let me hand off to you. I think the run game of the Falcons, I think they're just going to beat them up. They're going to lean on this run game. PFF every single week grades the best matchups. PFF has this as the best matchup for the offense, the Falcons offensive line against the Texans defensive line. Texans are still even a little banged up in the offensive line. Defensive line of the Falcons, Campbell, Jarrett, I think they're going to be able to get home. The secondary with Bates and crew, A.J. Terrell is a little better than people realize. Ritter, in college in the NFL, has never lost a home game. This is basically a pick em. Um, Teams on a two-game winning streak, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And our road dogs, 44% ATS, negative ROI. Buying low, selling high. People are starting to say this Falcons team isn't it. They're not going to make the playoffs. Look, Arthur Smith is a smart guy. I think he realizes, hey, we're just going to run the ball, and we're just going to keep on running the ball. And then after the Bears lose one more game, we're going to trade for Justin Fields, and then we're going to be going places. So I like I like the Falcons here. I'll, I'll take the Vitus too. Well, no, that's an interesting thing, okay? So let's say, let's say you're with the Falcons. Sure. Who do you feel gives you a better shot of winning? Justin Fields, if you have to give up, like, two draft picks. Or. Ritter. Ritter or um,
4: Heineke. Hmm. I mean, I would definitely put Fields at the top. I, I don't know. I mean, we've been talking about this with Fields for a couple of weeks, right? Where you can't tell if it's coaching himself. And then last night they look like some kind of Super Bowl contender at a left field over, over Washington, right? Like just throwing bombs left and right all over the field, running all, all over the people, even though they lost pretty much their entire running game last night, everybody got injured. Um, so yeah, I, I would definitely think, you know, if they're looking for that dual quarterback threat, that would be fields. I, I'm with you on that. I mean, that. like
0: it gives them that, but Ritter,
4: also- Ritter just doesn't seem to be the answer to me. Right. To your point, Hand the, ball, hand the ball off to Bijan. By the way, you're getting really good with player names. I'm I'm very impressed. Um <laughs> I'm getting so, better. <laughs> you know, you're getting better. Um, but uh, the, the point being, like, yeah, I this you're you're not wrong. I mean, they've definitely established a run game, they're top ten across the board when it comes to their the rushing game. Um, you know, and then it's just funny when I look at these DeVoe rankings as they line up between Texans and the Falcons, Houston has the better overall passing offense and passing defense number five and seven and then atlanta's passing offense and defense is 31 and 27 you jump across to the rushing side of the ball atlanta's 10 across the board both rushing offense and defense then houston's 30 and 28 you know offense and defense so it's like it's just the absolute compare and contrast perspective of you know both these teams and you know one's gonna have to come out throwing one's gonna have to come out running and i'll give it to the uh I'll give it to the team, you know, that's going to have control of the clock, which should be through the run game with Atlanta. I mean, I think that makes the most sense. But, you know, to the point of, you know, what's going on? I mean, we were talking about just before the show. I'm like, man, Ritter's just downing that offense. Like, you know, you got people like Drake London, Kyle Pitts, like, you know, that all these other people that just are not producing because Ritter is, Ritter's just not doing anything spectacular either. But,
0: I mean, my thing with Ritter is this
4: take a chance
0: to mm-hmm. me it feels like he's looking over his shoulder too much and he doesn't want to mess up right. because it's not like he's like not throwing the ball it's everything is dink and dunk or he just takes a sack and yep. he's not running so it's yep. like it's like dude let the hair down sling it i think this is going to be the defense where they're going to be able to run it i don't think it's going to be an issue News flash to everyone. I am one of, like, I think the 15, 1600 still alive in circa. Sometimes you got (laughs) to roll the dice in circa, my friend. I'm taking the Falcons. You're doing it. Yeah. There you go. Falcons Falcons are my circa pick. You know, I I mean, sometimes you got to get dirty. I'm taking the Falcons in circa. and I also bet them at minus the, I either got a two or two and a half. I don't know. As soon as this got under three, that was my buy in. Um, Yep. You know, so I'll take the Falcons here. I'll say minus two and a half nice as my next bet so david is sitting on chiefs minus three bills minus minus three for the first half half. bills minus five and a half for the game i have rasheed rice over 30 and a half receiving yards and the atlanta falcons minus two and a half i feel weird because i always play i always play dogs you know what i mean like I, i play a lot of dogs i'm playing a favorite here it feels feels a little weird, dude.
4: A little weird and, doing. You know, I I thought about that too coming into a lot of these, right? Like I've played a lot, of, a lot of laying the points kind of teams right now, you know, this early in the season. They just have such a stronger edge than anybody else that I'm seeing. Like yeah. the only other team from a dog perspective that I was really considering, and we kind of talked about this before, was Arizona first half <laughs> plus three. Like I really like them as well. Um, you know, over Cincinnati. So, hey, there's a free one for anybody, you know, just in terms of something else I was eyeing. But I mean, you know, that's, that's where the, you know, the, the, that's the only dog I've got in terms of an edge within when it comes to my model. Um, you know, and everybody knows I'm using my numbers, you know, as I'm picking yeah. out these, these teams. So, you know, right now, early on, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot of favorites and laying, you know, not, not crazy, you know, points, but, you know we're we're I'm definitely used to playing to your point more dogs than anything else and and I haven't been don't and, get it twisted I'm, and I'm looking for it.
0: <laughs> I mean I do I did give out a couple dogs on my Tuesday show. Okay, the, the, the filthiest dog I'm on this week. Are you ready for this one? All
4: right, ready. As,
0: soon as it got to ten, I had to take it.
4: Ten? Who's at ten?
0: Well, dip back down. I took the Panthers plus that.
4: Oh, shoot.
0: I mean, dude, just, just hear me out though. The, to me, and maybe this is being me being been there, done that with the Lions. You just beat the Packers. Huge game. National TV. You know how much those guys probably party for four days straight because it was a Thursday. <laughs> now you come back, you're the king of the mountain. Everyone says you're going to be going to the playoffs. You got the Carolina Panthers. With Bryce, five foot two young back there. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, like, I'm just saying, like, and you know, you, they got injuries on the offensive line. St. Brown, it may not even play. So now you your number one wide receiver is Josh Reynolds or Sam Laporta as your tight end. Jamison okay. Williams has a banged up hamstring, so he'll be limited when he comes back. Yep. I don't know, man. Like, this is just me. This is... It's it's a filthy dog that probably me and four other people in America will be betting. But uh, <laughs> I, I feel as soon as it got the ten, I had to take it.
4: I don't I don't hate it because you know my my model actually is in favor of Carolina. Yeah. Um, so you know it actually makes sense. I I just don't I don't have a big enough edge to make it a play for myself. But I do actually see. You know where where you're at, and you know my whole thing is I want to play teams that I know are going to win and cover, right? Like I don't just go, oh, this team is going to cover, but they probably won't win. I'm like, no, I'm I'm playing the team to to win and cover. So, oh yeah, you know that, well, that's where my, I'm at.
0: I get this to me. This is like this is the game the Lions are going to lose. This, you know what I mean? Like, right? You just beat the Packers, and I'm just letting you know, like, for me as a fan watching the game last Thursday. Like, I, my only bets in that game were, I think I I had three of them. I had Musgrave over his total, Dobbs over his total. No, I had all player props. I had Dobbs over his total, Laporta over his total, Musgrave over his total, and Montione. So I had four player props, all small. That's all I did. And I'm watching the game. Okay. Goff picks pick early in the old zone. I was like, okay. All right, this is how it's going to be. Some stuff never changes. Drives down 7 3. I'm like, oh, good answer. 14 3. I'm like, okay. You know, now now it's like, so now we're up and then it gets 28 11. Yeah. And then like they punted or they turned the ball over. I'm like, shit, dude, this, this is where it happens. That's why I said to my head, I go, this is where it happens. They're fucking going to lose it. Excuse my language. But, sure. dude, they won the game. Like, I'm not used to them winning that type of game. Sure. And maybe I'm wrong about this team. Maybe it's just I've been hurt by them so much in the past where I just don't trust them. But we'll I see.
4: I'm being hurt. I get it. If
0: if they can cover <laughs> this game, if they win and cover this game, I'll be like, oh, shit. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I think they got something here. And I think this is a team that could go into san francisco or philadelphia and play a competitive first half and get blown out in the second half in the playoffs
4: yep so, i can see that too
0: yeah i think that's kind of where i am David, i i'd like to thank you for coming on talking some shop when you tell everyone where they can find you on social media my friend
4: yep as always you know i'll be posting plays where i can for uh, both college and nfl in advance with my full cards um you know look for me on uh, twitter uh better dp21 better with an or Thanks again for having me, bro. Sounds good. Make sure
0: to give him a follow. We're here every single week, and hopefully we can sweep the board. We'll talk next week, my friend. All right, buddy. That's it for the podcast this week. Make sure to give my boy David a follow at BetterDP21 on all social media. Wow, great show. Make sure you guys have a good and safe weekend. Let's catch some tickets. Let's make some money. Brandon at BostonBoy83 is going to be this week's special guest on the ETOF 21 show which is live Tuesday night, 10 p.m. This Sunday, make sure to check out Kyle and me. Kyle's pinching for Gino on NFL Betting Blitz. We will give you a game-by-game preview of the NFL slate of games. Make sure to check that out. And Jim Chase and myself will be live this Sunday. Oh, sorry, Saturday morning, breaking down the slate of college football games. I have an absolute loaded slate. I usually am not this deep with bets. I feel like Jim this week with how many bets I have. So let's make some money with that. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Until next week, boys and girls.